Hello, and welcome to the Spiritual Treasure Podcast, where our rector, the Reverend Mike Mickey, interviews people about their faith. Spiritual Treasure is an outreach ministry of St. Thomas Episcopal Church in San Antonio, Texas. We hope this conversation is a blessing and an encouragement to you. So, thank you, Patty, for being with us. Yay, you're our very first interviewee on the Spiritual Treasure podcast. So glad you've been. How long have you been a member at St. Thomas? Since the mid 80s, 1986, I think. Wow. So you've seen a lot of things. Nice journey. Wow. Beautiful journey. So tell us your story. Well, I was born in 1944, daughter of a war couple mm. moved to texas when you mean was, like they met in world war ii mm-hmm. wow they met in new hampshire huh and i was born nine months later after they were married wow. um and that's that's a cute story but uh so he was uh sent overseas in 43 mm. no 40 yeah or as anyway close yeah um and uh, we moved to Texas, got here pretty quick because that's where he was from. Wow. And uh, mother was an only child and left her parents and moved to Texas. And the Catholic upbringing that my dad had, yeah, they weren't real sure about who this lady was. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he brought home to Texas. Yeah. But they welcomed me completely. Um, so and her. So it was a it was a good deal. Wow! Glad to be here. That was, uh, yeah, 1945. We moved here. Wow! He wrote a bunch of letters that I've recently scanned. Oh, really? About his his oh. life and and the whole war thing. I, I was invited to um, send those letters to a college huh. in California. Wow! It has a family, you know, letter thing, war letters. Neat. So. Uh, that's where I did it, but I, I kept the letter. My my brother and my son wouldn't let me send the originals. <laughs> they said, "No, you can send the flash drive." <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. What was your childhood like? Well, it was good. It was the oldest of of all the kids, of course. There are five of us, and um, I was pretty like me first type person. Mm. And don't don't mess with me. Uh, one time, I got really mad at my dad, mm. and. Um, this was a good thing. I got so mad that I made a very derogatory comment to my uh-oh, mom. Uh oh. To my mom. And she looked at me with this horrified look on her face and she said, Patty, don't you ever say anything like that again. Mm. And I think that was the beginning of what I understood as unconditional love. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was. It was a good thing. I learned that no matter what bad things people will do, yeah. um, you can love them anyway. Wow. So I think God was there at that moment. Wow. And then in the neighborhood, some kids were talking about the devil and God. And I came home and I said, Mom, is there really a devil with a pitchfork mm. and horns <laughs> and a tail? And she said, no, Patty, I don't think that's... Like on the deviled ham yeah. <laughs> label. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I think a few years, no, maybe just a short time later, I'm not sure. 
uh, I went to dad because I knew he was a Catholic. Mm. I had been taken to Catholic church with my aunts, his sisters. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just asked him about like, is there a God? And he said, absolutely. But he how old, how would you how old were you would you say at this time? I was probably first grade. Wow. Now he had been excommunicated from the sacraments of the Catholic Church because he'd been married and divorced. Mm. Been married for a year, got a divorce, went off to war. Yeah. So he uh, he stuck to that rule. Wow. But so uncomfortable that he didn't go to church. But that but Ugh. the fact that he said that. That wow. God was wow. in his life, I was impressed. Gosh. So fast forward a few years, one of those aunts, Rosie, took me during Lent with her to their Catholic church during the evening on a weekday to do the Stations of the Cross. Mm. Now, she didn't speak to me the whole wow. walk. But I looked at every single picture while wow. she stood there and wow. prayed. And I went, okay, these are these are tough pictures. A thorn of crowns yeah. and uh, hanging on a cross and yeah. all of that. And we, I, I got chills uh. telling tell this story. Anyway, so we walk, it was evening, dusk, and we walked out of the church towards the car. I said, Rosie. <clears throat> That's a really important story. And she got down on her knees in front of me because I was short, mm. of course. And she said, Patty, that's the world's most important story. Wow. And I was hooked. Wow. But the journey was not short. So what did that like, what did that feel like in your heart? At the time? Yeah. It gave me a was lot it like, was of... Was it scary? Was it comforting? Was it well, like... comforting. The world's most important story. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. It's a big place. Yeah. And it gave me the impetus that I had from then on to do research and to want to belong. Wow. See, my dad wasn't going to church. My mother was a baptized Episcopalian, but... I think she considered herself a Unitarian. Mm. So, yeah, she believed there was a God, but she wasn't sure about the rest. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, well, several years later, I uh, it was when I was a teenager, I thought, I need to be baptized. Mm. I had been going to St. Mark's Episcopal Church mm. in Houston, and really good youth group, huge youth group. Um, and... Uh, and when I was 14, I said, I'm going to be, I'm, I want to do this. I'm going to take the classes. Yeah. And I hadn't been baptized or confirmed. So they, the uh, Bishop Gosnell, I think, no, I can't remember his name right now. Mm. Anyway, he um, did both baptizing and confirming in the same service. Yeah. So that was cool. Wow. And um, did your, was your father, around to witness that no but his best friend was my godfather oh he was yes bill daffin wow bill daffin he was just like a saint mm. and he's one of these people that like to tell stories and it would take him forever <laughs> to tell a story <laughs> yeah. i'm the one that yeah. could sit there and listen yeah. to him tell a story 
and <laughs> and you know, but everybody would leave the room. <laughs> yeah, and I would just sit there and listen yeah. to his stories. Wow. So he was a really special person in my life. He was like, in fact, when he passed away in his nineties, of course I went to his funeral. My mom mm. was with me. Mm. My dad had already passed away, and his wife reminded me that she had asked me to speak, but she hadn't. Wow. And so it was easy. I said, I can do that. Mm. No notes or anything. I could just, yeah, because that's how special it was. Uh, beautiful. And uh, yeah, he was really good. And and my dad did not like missing those kind of events, but um, yeah. he was he was so committed to the rules yeah. of the Catholic Church. Way he was brought up. Yeah. He had an uncle who was a Catholic priest mm. in Kentucky. Oh, wow. Okay. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Who he was. And that, that first, I guess that first lady that he married, um, it just, I don't think it ever was supposed to happen. Mm. They were only together a year. Yeah. So. Wow. So, where'd you go to college? Tell us about that. I went to Texas Tech. Nice. And um, it was a fabulous experience. One of my first classes was uh, about the New Testament. Was it? An Episcopal priest, right? I got credit for that. Nice. Those are the days. And I would get up on Wednesday mornings for uh, communion at the, you could just walk to that church. Yeah. Across University Boulevard. Something in the fields, right? Isn't yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Me and my daughter went to Texas Tech, Jenny. Oh, I've forgotten that. Yeah. It's a great So school. she went, she would go to church there, uh-huh. like for Ash Wednesday Saint services. And Francis stuff. in the field? Something like that, yeah. And uh, that was my first introduction, really, into studying the Bible. Mm. And I thought, oh, I know nothing about mm. the Word. Mm. And... <laughs> so I just continued on, you know, and, and learned about the characters in the Bible. And um, but it was a it was frustrating for me because I always wanted to start in Genesis. Yeah. And read straight through. Yeah. Starts out OK, but then you hit a roadblock, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> I get stuck in Leviticus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. um. I did make sure that our kids were baptized when they were infants, mm. and um, I uh, I decided that I was well. I know when they were in school in Virginia, when we lived in Fairfax, mm. um, I was a teacher. I was a Sunday school teacher. Wow! And that was fun, you know, doing planning all those lessons and everything. But one day they got us to go um, to a lesson, uh, like a church lesson. Mm-hmm. And it was more a meditation. Mm. But the man that taught it was like, he'd ask you to close your eyes, and, wow. you know, just envision this, that. And at one point we had to separate from each other and go to a kind of a isolated space in the auditorium. Mm. And he said, now, I want you to get into a place where you are, where, where you're comfortable, where you're, where it's beautiful, just, just peaceful and envision this beautiful location. Mm. He didn't wow. elaborate any more than that. 
And then he said, and now Jesus is coming to see you. Yeah. And that was such a amazing experience because, yeah. I mean, he just walked right up to me. Yeah. And said, okay, let's talk. Mm. And it wasn't about the talk more than it was just that he was there. Wow. So that was pretty powerful. Mm. That was the first real uh, moment with God, I guess, that yeah. I acknowledged as meant for me only. Yeah. So that was more like personal. Yes. And I didn't know how to describe it. Yeah. And... Um, so what did, looking back on it, what was like the content of that conversation with Jesus? Could you share that? Like what? I would be happy to if I could remember it. <laughs> the, yeah. He was, I don't, he was kind of like a ghost, a spirit. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't remember him literally walking. Mm -hmm. I remember him moving from a point off to the side and on the mm. sidewalk under the trees. Mm. And because I was like sitting at a park bench. Wow. And uh, near a little pond or something. Wow. And he just wanted to be with me. He just, mm. he was just there. Mm. So, and we were attending uh, St. John the Divine in Houston at that time. Mm. And Jody Elliott, who was a teacher at my high school, but a member of that church. And she was doing a stewardship drive, mm -hmm. helping with the stewardship drive. We were all sitting at her table and she was, and the only thing I remember her saying was, Patty, you gotta put God first. Mm. Wow. So there's a point in the story I don't wanna miss. How did you and Mike meet? Oh, high school. High school. Yeah. Yep, we met in 1960, March 11th. Wow. We celebrate that date just like we celebrate Aww. our anniversary. In fact, he sent this great big, huge He did. Okay. That a yeah. boy. This year. Was that like your first date or something? March 11th. Wow. The inter-squad football game in the spring mm -hmm. at, at Bel Air High School in Houston was uh, a big, huge deal. Almost as big as the prom. And I didn't huh. have it, and I didn't have a date. And uh, everybody's talking at school, you know, who you going with? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like so, um, I just assumed that I wasn't going to be asked to go. Well, come to find out, Mike had seen me at school and asked who I was, and mm. so, but he didn't. He didn't want to call me before meeting me. <laughs> and so that was a little bit of a struggle. What time? Here? Where? Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he just called. He said, well, you know, I've been trying to to uh, meet you. And uh, so our first date. And my mom was interested in my going because she was on the board of this dance club. Mm. And I wasn't going. I hadn't asked anybody to go. And she was <laughs> not happy about that. Yeah. So I said, okay, if I, if I like this guy, if I don't find anything, here's me. If I don't find anything wrong with him, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him. And that was going to happen the next night. Wow. So. Wow. When were you story. married? We were married June the 5th, 1965. Just before we finished. I, I still hadn't finished college. 
But Did he go is. to Texas Tech yeah. too? Uh-huh. Okay. That had such a great uh, interest. They did a really good recruitment. And uh, 250 of my high school classmates. Wow. And there were 900 in my class. So 250 of Went them from Houston me. to Lubbock, huh? Well, I kept telling people, um, I want to go as far away from Houston as I can get and still be in the Southwest Conference, which is there what you it go. was called then. It's important. <laughs> oh, I miss the days of the Southwest Conference. Back when football was fun. Yes. So how did you guys get to San Antonio? Well, it was work, Mike's work. He was uh, selling computers, mm. and he was with Honeywell at first, and that's what took us to Virginia, Atlanta, yeah. uh, Oklahoma City, and then back to Houston, which DataPoint hired him. Mm. And then DataPoint's headquarters were here. Wow. And that was in 75. Wow. So he's been here since then. And you wandered into St. Thomas in 85 around that. Tell us about Well, we were at St. Luke's first mm -hmm. and met some incredible people there. But uh, David, we lived near uh, Vicki and Rod Half, who are mm. members here. Sure. And their son, Will, and David were like close friends, neighbors, that kind of thing. Mm. And um, so David said, Mom, I'm joining the youth group at St. Thomas. And we said, wow. well, then we need to go to St. Thomas instead of St. Luke's. <laughs> and it worked out much better. Wow. And that's, that's what brought us here. Nice. So looking back... What are some ways you would say God has been faithful to you in your life? Oh, boy. I've never, ever since that time with my aunt and then um, the, the vision that I had with him, I've never felt alone. Mm. But I've always felt like I had a lot to learn. Mm. So I just had to be open. And I felt like he was always there. No matter what, yeah, you know, even um, even last night while I was going to sleep, I mm. was uh, praying the Lord's Prayer and another little thing that I say, and um, I had this meeting planned in near Navasota this coming weekend, mm -hmm. and I just heard God say, "It's not time for you to go yet," mm. because of what Mike is going through with yeah. his healing. Yeah, and I thought I don't want to be gone for two nights with him rambling around the house. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so that's that's a long story. But as far as his being faithful, um, I just have always appreciated what that lady said, Jody Elliott, you gotta put God first. Yeah. So he's there all the time. Um, so how do you feel, let's explore that for a second. How do you know he's there? Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to refer to a title of a little lesson that I wrote mm -hmm. called Stop, Look, and Listen. Yeah. That's what your parents told you when yeah. you got to a corner. Right. You know, you got to stop and you got to look. Right. You got to be in a place where um, you are noticing. And uh, so then you have to just be aware. Just look. Yeah. Just and then listen. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, after I joined here, mm -hmm. I started my master's program at Trinity to be a special ed teacher, and I ended up teaching in the hospital. Mm. Well, here's one lesson that has been huge, and that was uh, one mother's came to my classroom when I was not teaching, mm -hmm. and she said, can I sit here for a little while? I just need some space. Mm. Her son had cancer. Wow. And mm. he was my student. Mm. So um, she said, I just left the chaplain's office, and I asked him, why is this happening to me? Yeah. And he said, why not you? Mm. And that was a big, I mean, I'd never heard anybody say that before. Yeah. Why are you different? Why are you not um, circum the circumstances yeah. be hard? Yeah. Because it is for everybody. Yeah. And of course, she didn't quite get it. Sure. But it impacted me a lot. Mm. And then how was God faithful? Golly. Um, for Mother's Day one year, my family gave me a uh, weekend at the Quiet House at Lady Lodge. Mm. What and, a great gift. I mean, and to prepare you for the weekend, the the guy that took me to the Quiet House, because you can't even drive it up to yeah. it. You have to be driven to it. Yeah. Can't have a car. Wow. And uh, so I said, well, I need some help, because what I really want to happen here is to have experiences with God. I want to know how he is. Uh, is he there in my life? Yeah. Really? I, yeah. I wanted to have. And he said, well, you're just going to have to pay attention. Yeah. Okay. So the first night I'm sitting there in this beautiful little uh, brick house and uh I'm going to go outside. I brought my food. I'm going to go outside and sit in the little table out there. And the sun was setting mm. in front of me. Mm. I could see that just fine. And I turned around, and the bay window in the kitchen was on fire. And by that, I meant wow. the, the glare of the sun ah. lit up the whole kitchen. Beautiful. It was like, the, I thought, that's like the burning bush. Yeah. It's not going to burn, but it looks like it's burning. Yeah. <laughs> And then animals. You I mean, felt like God was saying, you're looking for me, here I yeah, am. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And then multiple things occurred. Like I was I was hiking and, and I tripped and it didn't hurt. Mm. I mean, I, I said, oh, you're not, you know, God's with you. Wow. And then animals would come up to me. The deer came up oh, to me. Oh, really? The hummingbirds came up oh, to me. Oh, my like gosh. <laughs> wow. So, um, and then... With personal relationships, I've always felt um, there's a, a meaning behind each one mm -hmm. that is important. Yeah. And you have to look at each individual as a child of God and how are they impacting your life. Yeah. And then the the other way is through the Curcio mm. movement. And Great. our reunion group has been meeting now for 25 Have years. they? Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. Great. From here, there are members here. Great. And we've hardly missed a Tuesday morning. Mm. All that time. And and uh, what was your moment closest to Christ this yeah. week? Yeah. And then what's your plan for next week? Yeah. 
Have you found over those Tuesdays your ability to notice Christ close to you? Oh, yes. Are you, are you, like, do you get better at noticing that the more you look for it? Yeah, that's a really good question. Because um, all of us, when we are answering that question, yeah. Well, I have to stop and think. This yeah, yeah. Moment. yeah. <laughs> this moment. Right. I got a nice parking spot yeah. at AGB, and so I guess that must have been it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But usually, uh, usually we're all grateful for the times we have with, yeah. with family, or we might mention that uh, your sermon was out of the charts, you know. Oh, <laughs> how kind. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the more you... I don't know. I think the more you look for Jesus, the more you find him. No, you definitely. Think. And that part of knowing that Jesus is close to you is just looking. Mm-hmm. Like she said, I love that. Stop, look, and listen. Yeah. In we, fact, and I if, was going to let you copy this. If we're going, if we never stop, we only keep going. Yeah. And we never look because we're, we're always focused on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're always speaking and never listening. <laughs> you know, how do we expect... What I love about your story is that it's like, it like I feel like God loves to speak to you when you're still. Mm-hmm. Even like the wisdom of that of your awesome aunt to like not, she didn't to turn. not explain everything around the stations, not to yap yap yap. She just let you be right. in the moment, right? That's and exactly that's one right. of the ways the Lord showed who he was to you. Mm-hmm. And then again, at the, at the house, you know, in Lady Lodge, you were, it was, you were stopped. You were looking, you were listening. It's not interesting. But that I do have a problem with wanting to tell my, wanting to tell people what's going on in my life there's nothing wrong with that no but then you have to let them tell you, you do. what is happening yes. yeah and i i'm constantly worried about that yeah like it's that whole thing of being the firstborn and putting myself first mm. Mm. and uh, having that responsibility mm-hmm Calm down and let yeah. God yeah. be with you. <laughs> Which is, what do you think Jesus is showing you right now, teaching you right now? Um, patience. Mm. Be patient. It's it's a struggle. You go through your later years in life, in your 70s, 80s, yeah. whatever, and uh, problems occur. And if if you don't, you shouldn't say why. Why did this happen? Or why, mm. you know, uh, and then just be patient about the, and let yeah. God, and let go. Yeah. You know, the trouble with um, asking God to teach you patience is, is that he goes, okay, I'm going <laughs> to give you opportunities that will require patience. <laughs> And I'm okay you know with what I mean? that. Yes. Yeah. But I just, I believe that that's the struggle that uh, many people have. Yeah. Um, what have you learned about it? Like, 
how is God teaching you to be patient? Have you feel like you you're better at it than you have than you used to be? Yes. How so? Um, I'm a little less likely to tell people what I think they should do mm. and how they should live. Yeah. And uh, maybe I also do that with myself. Yeah. Um, try not to give advice when it's not asked for. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but as a teacher, mm. that can be kind of hard. Yeah. You can. Because you, you think you've learned the lesson that you're supposed to be teaching and and so this is the right way to go. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I've loved hearing Thank you. your story. And I'm glad that you were the first person on our <laughs> Well, I'm, on our treasure podcast. I'm just happy that you asked me. And what we want to do is uh just keep this sort of conversation going with, I think, amazing people in the church like you. Like, think of that. If you look out at the congregation, every single person out there has a story like what you just told us. Like, That's true. What's amazing is your story is absolutely unique in the way that God drew you to himself. Like, because he loves you, he did that. Mm-hmm. But your story is also not unique, and that he does that for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. Like, yes. there's all these. There's all these. Everyone. Everyone you look at the church has a different way that God has drawn them. And what I hope to do in this in these conversations is just like allow us to normalize spiritual conversation in our church, and like to be able to share, like you do in your Casio group. This is the way. Mm-hmm. I saw Jesus today and like to make that an okay thing to share. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Cause there's something about it. There's something about, I, and I don't know why it is that we do this, that, that we so privatize our stories and think some people think like it's not worth sharing or it's hard to, to like be vulnerable, I think. And, talk about it I don't know you know what I mean yeah why is that do you think that we make our story so private that's a pretty good question um I it, it would be an individual thing yeah it would be how how often are you al- allowed to share it yeah uh, maybe with your closest yeah family yeah. members yeah. spouse but when it comes to sharing outside of that our opportunities are few Right. I mean, right. This is an unusual opportunity right. that you've given right. us. Right. What I want to do in the fall with our uh, discipleship hour class, we're going to start is it's going to be called, you know, discovering your spiritual treasure. That's the name of the class. That's beautiful. And so, and the main point of it is just to provide time and space for people to mm-hmm. share with each other. And I think it's share with each other. I think it's really deeply encouraging too, because like, Sometimes people can hear someone else's story and go, okay, I'm not crazy. I thought that was God and I wasn't sure, but now I am. Right. Right? Even with you talking about the goosebumps, like, yes, that's one of the ways the Holy Spirit says, hello. You know what I mean? (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I'm like, yes. And then it's like, all of a sudden, it's like our little 
frequency gets dialed in. I've you know? always thought those goosebumps were the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, I do too. For sure. For sure. And there's other opportunities too. But. For sure. I have uh, five rapid fire questions. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Um, you, I'll And try. it's just like one or two word answers. Okay. Okay, ready? And this, we'll end with this. Uh, fill in the blank. Jesus is? Always with me. Nice. Your favorite meal? My. Or a meal that you love? <laughs> French toast. Ooh, nice. I had it this morning. Did you? Lucky you. And I've told people that I would, if I were in prison for my last meal, I would ask for French toast. What kind of syrup? Light. Nice. Uh, do you put powdered sugar on top? Nope. Oof. Great. <laughs> uh, a favorite song you can't live without? Gosh, it's got to be a Neil Diamond. Mm. All of them. I love Neil Diamond. <laughs> you know, he's popular again. I think Sweet Caroline will live forever. There you go. But there's so many other great songs. He's got a song, a video of playing with dogs, and I can't think Aww. of the title right now. He's out in, uh, I don't know, some kind of outside, outdoor place. Yeah. And all these dogs are following him, and... One does decides not to come. Yeah. It's, it's a great song. I love Neil Diamond when I was a kid. Love on the Rocks. Yep. Yeah. Oh, those are great songs. Uh, a snapshot in your life that brings you joy. A moment. My wedding pictures. Oh. You have your wedding pictures around your house? The one where we're toasting each other and he's trying to feed me a piece of cake and uh, whatever. Uh, nice. Yeah. It's in it's in our bedroom. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what is something that you're grateful for right now? I'm grateful for you. Aw, you too. I really believe that you're what we need at this moment at St. Thomas. Even during these struggles that yeah. we've been experiencing, I think you just handled everything perfectly. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Now we're going to shut down for a year and a half. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, in fact, often when we ask our moment closest to Christ in, mm. in Curcio, we'll think of, a, I will think of a moment during one of your sermons. Mm. Great. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate you. And we're Thank so you. glad that you're here, you and Mike, and what a blessing you are to our church. Thank you. And, um, and if you're hearing this, be sure and tell Patty I listen to your podcast. And if you have questions about like uh, her story, um, come say hi to her. And um, she's a great person for you to know. Uh, anything else you want to share with us? I think that wraps so, it up. <laughs> you great. did a great job. Great. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Spiritual Treasure. We invite you to join us in person or online. Just search for St. Thomas Episcopal Church, San Antonio, Texas, to find our website and YouTube channel. Have a blessed day, and remember, God loves you.